0: It's time now uh, for our international press review, and I'm joined once again in the studio by Erin Ogunke. Hi, Erin. Hi, Axie. Uh, Now that um, aerial drone strike that killed uh, three U.S. soldiers uh, in Jordan, uh, stoking fears of a much wider uh, conflict uh, in the Middle East. What are the papers saying today?
1: Well, the papers uh, really have a quite forceful response in general, Axie, to that attack. The Wall Street Journal's uh, editorial board uh, argues that Biden's quote weak response to these attacks puts his presidency at at risk, the paper even saying that the deaths uh, of those three American soldiers are simply a consequence of his uh, response to 150 recent Iranian proxy attacks on U.S. forces in the Middle East, that response being simply rhetorical displeasure or limited airstrikes. Uh, the irony of that, the piece argues, is that um, th- this more restrained strategy uh, will mean that now he'll have to strike back harder uh, than if he had responded with devastating force uh, the first time. Now. A piece in The Washington Post today argues that though the Biden administration should avoid bombing Iran unless uh, there's further provocation, it does need to do more than it has been, similar to what The Wall Street Journal said. The editorial is saying that Biden should take a page from the Trump administration's book, notably uh, when it used a drone strike to kill Qasem Soleimani, the piece saying that the U.S. should target Cud's Force personnel then in Yemen, Iraq, Syria, uh, or Lebanon, and this beginning uh, with Soleimani's successful
0: other papers though are in recognising that a much harsher response could have a significantly more dangerous impact in the region.
1: Yeah, that's right, Haxi. Uh, For The Economist, uh, it says that Tehran could up the ante elsewhere, uh, notably through Hezbollah and Lebanon. Uh, It adds that outright conflict with Iran also guarantees a surge in the price of oil. This is bad for consumers worldwide. It's even worse in an election year, uh, which is the case in the United States, the the piece argues. And then finally, of course, it says that this could all uh, jeopardize efforts uh, to negotiate a pause in fighting between Israel uh, and Hamas, which, of course, so many uh, civilians desperately uh, depend on now.
0: Meanwhile, Erin, uh, if we turn to France, uh, farmers' protests are expected to spread to the French capital this, one, uh, sorry, this Monday afternoon.
1: Uh, that's right, Haxi. Uh, it's been dubbed Operation Paris Encircled, uh, two major agricultural unions going so far as to vow a siege on the capital uh, from this afternoon on. They say that similar actions uh, in France's bigger cities like Bordeaux, Lyon, Marseille, Toulouse uh, could also be planned in the coming days. And this is because they're not at all satisfied by the announcements that Prime Minister Gabrielle Attal has made thus far to the start, since the start of the protests uh, uh, several days ago. Libération, though, wonders whether or not this is uh, a good move uh, on the part of the farmers. Uh, They say that in blocking roads to the capital, they will first and foremost hurt uh, regular, average French citizens, who for now overwhelmingly uh, support their movement. They say that it will affect people like regular working people, artisans, small businesses, and children uh, just trying to get to school. And then finally, uh, La Croix today, which also headlines on these uh, protests, says that the key to understanding these farmers' anger isn't to be found in Paris, but instead in Brussels. Uh, It says that uh, indeed farmers in some 16 countries have been uh, protesting over the past year and a half or so. Now that's because of the EU's common uh, agricultural policy, which the piece reminds us now combines uh, new regulations that are aimed at protecting the environment and uh, a reduction in the direct aid for farmers, uh, which are the real sources of the anger. Lacroix says that the bloc has launched a strategic dialogue in order to try and soften the the growing opposition that we've seen between uh, environmentalism, protecting the environment uh, and agriculture. But the deciding factor of how this all plays out will surely be uh, during the European election set for June.
0: Well, hopping next door now to uh, Italy, Prime Minister Georgia Maloney uh, expected to outline her uh, expectations, her plan uh, for Africa this Monday.
1: Yeah, that's right. She is hosting uh, that international summit on Africa in Rome, which some 25 African leaders uh, will attend. Now, her idea is to invest in things like uh, development, education, infrastructure and energy in order to to address uh, factors like unemployment and poverty uh, that are pushing people to leave uh, the African continent. Critics, though, are rather skeptical of her plan for several reasons, one of them being the amount of investment pledged for now isn't particularly significant. Uh, many of the guests in attendance are not exactly continent heavyweights. And of course, perhaps above all, the optics of uh, this type of plan. Maloney will need to avoid appearing predatory or patronizing, uh, w- which is not easy to do, especially given her government's rhetoric uh, about uh, about migrants thus far. And I'd just like to connect this to a piece, uh, a recent piece in The Economist. Uh, interestingly, which takes a look at Maloney's governance in general. The British magazine actually uh, saying that fears about her neo fascism ended up being overblown. Uh, they say that her social policy hasn't changed much, despite her party's harsh rhetoric on things like abortion uh, and gay civil unions. She has not teamed up with other populist leaders uh, in the EU to undermine uh, the bloc's legitimacy. And it adds that fears of xenop- xenophobia have proven uh, unfounded, even though there's been a sharp rise in the the number of asylum seekers arriving uh, to Italian territory by boat. This piece in The, arg- in the, uh, in the Economist ultimately arguing that uh, she shows that the so-called far right in Europe, I quote, can turn out uh, in office to behave like run-of-the-mill conservatives.
0: And Erin, um, you're finishing with some revelations about the benefits of music.
1: It's always a good time for a reminder about uh, the importance of music, Haxi. Now, according to a new study uh, by researchers in the U.K., simply listening to music doesn't necessarily do much for cognitive health, health, which I'll admit I was surprised to read, but playing a musical instrument does, uh, especially later in life. The piano or the keyboard are apparently the most beneficial, uh, with brass and woodwind instruments showing some advantages uh, as well. Uh, On top of that, people who read music regularly were shown uh, to have better numerical memory so this is perhaps actually some encouragement to pick up a new hobby uh, knowing that it, inc- it could indeed uh, keep well it does keep your brain uh, active and thereby certainly helps you to age better
0: no hope for me i'm afraid <laughs> on, that, on that front um, as i think you know erin um, ogunke with the looks for the day's uh, business uh, sorry not business your press stories uh, in the international press today thank you very much so that's all we have time for right now stay tuned more news coming up in just a few minutes time